Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Road to Qatar, your definitive podcast guide for everything leading up to the FIFA 2022 World Cup in Qatar, coming to you this November. Today, we're going to be looking on the defending champions, one of my favorite teams, and a team which is looking to prove um, against the curse that's been plaguing a lot of teams recently. We're looking at France, the defending champions, the reigning champions who are coming in with a roster of incredibly experienced as well as a lot of young stars ready to prove their worth. We're joined today by uh, an in-house guest. Um, we're joined by BTL's uh, very own Jeremy. Jeremy runs the Casa La Linea's podcast that uh, covers uh, the French Ligue 1 and uh, also does cover the French national team. Jeremy, thank you so much um, for coming on today. How are you doing? I'm good, Ritwik. Thank you for having me. Um, really, really have enjoyed those uh, Road to Qatar podcasts. So, so I'm glad to take part in, and to talk about my uh, my country and, and hopefully the, the future three times World Cup winner. Yes, I'm, I'm glad to have you here as well. And, you know, just on a broad scale, Jeremy, this is how I sort of, um, I pose this question to all the country experts that we've talked to so far. It's going into this tournament what are your general feelings towards France? As a fan, as a countryman, um, how do you fancy France's chances on a broader scale? I'd say, you know what, we, we have that. Last year, we were very, very comfortable. Um, and, and this year, I I think a bit of the confidence has gone down because, and, and we'll discuss that a bit in, uh, in detail, right? Uh, I think it's probably because our our best players are aging and they're not performing in clubs right now. Um, what used to be our, um, you know, our skeleton, uh, the, the the goalkeeper, the central defense, the, the midfield uh, and the number 10, which was the, you know, which were the people that really helped us winning the World Cup in 2018. Um, all those guys now are just not, not as good as they used to be. So um, it, it's a bit of a weird feeling because it feels like the youngsters that we thought we had time to train, now they're going to be thrown into the deep end. Um, so yeah, there, there's definitely a positive feeling when you have Deschamps as a coach. Um, but there's a bit of a, there's a bit of a, we're afraid that it might not work out, which if I'm honest with you, um, French supporters in general, they'd rather be in those shoes where they think that a team is not going to be great because when we are favorites, that's when we usually screw it up. Yeah, but when we, when we are seen as underdogs, then that's when we usually perform. Um, 2002, uh, France had found themselves in the exact situation they find themselves in now. Defending champions, um, and they came into the World Cup with a roster boasting talent such as uh, uh, Patrick Vieira, Fabien Barthez, Marcel Desailly, Thierry Henry, just to name a few. And of course, they flamed out in the group stages, much to everybody's surprise. And they had an older core there that was supposed to carry them through. And that comes to the second angle of my question now is... The core that we have with the French team right now, and correct me if I'm wrong, these are the people I see as the core. You have uh, Hugo Loris, you have Rafael Varane, you have Ngolo Kante to an extent, you have Paul Pogba, you have Antoine Griezmann, and you have Olivier Giroud. Did I miss anybody out from the last core? No, that's that's probably what the what the core is. Yeah, exactly. 
And now when we look at the core, it's his career largely being usurped by the returning Karim Benzema, which we'll get to in a second. Paul Pogba has chosen not to have surgery and is um, going to be looking at holistic options for healing himself. Mm-hmm. Never a good sign. As a Manchester United fan, I can tell you, this is not good news. Um, Golo Kante, <laughs> freshly injured against Spurs. It's his hamstring again. You know, the living heartbeat of that French national team. Um, you know, question marks over him. Rafael Varane, injured out for most of last season doesn't even look like he's cracking the first team at Manchester United and we have Hugo Lloris who I believe for the, and you can correct me if I'm wrong you know great goalkeeper but for the last six years it's felt that he much like his team Tottenham Hotspur have just been on one line of stasis not better not worse but there's always you know that sort of mistake in, in Lloris and that and that brings me to um, you know this point that I wanted to ask you is yes you know taking taking aside all the reputation that these players have how they're Deschamps men and they're very important to you know the kind of football Deschamps wants to play you've got uh, Magnan in goal you've got people like uh, Dyer Upamecano Ibrahimo Konate um, you know Presnel Kimpembe and a whole host of other central defenders in midfield you've got Orlan Chouameni you've got Eduardo Camavinga you've got Matteo Ganduzzi you've got um, you know all sorts of people and then up front uh, you've got uh, and Kunku, who's coming off one of the greatest single um, mm-hmm. seasons of anybody last year. And you sort of wonder, um, there are backups, there are replacements for all of these people. So the question I sort of want to ask is, you know, what, what, what mix of these two groups does Deschamps go with? Well, I, th- I think that's definitely the uh, <clears throat> the million dollar question, right? Um, you know, it's a good comparison with with 2002, where where everybody saw his favorite. Of course, in 2002, there are a few um, explanations. Zidane is injured, um, so so we have like an aging Jokaev and a young or not young but an inexperienced Miku trying to take his spot, and Henry is injured, and and the defense is old, 32, 33, 34 years old. Um, so in 2002, we kind of put it on that the old guard. Um, just wasn't performing anymore, and then without Zidane, the team just lost their maestro. In in this in this era, we are much less a one-person team, like maybe we were sometimes with Zidane, but more a collective. But as you said, the collective was Lloris was a great goalkeeper. Varane was really holding that defense with Umtiti, and Umtiti since the World Cup hasn't played anymore. Basically, he sold his soul for the World Cup. He 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 has been nothing since then. <laughs> for him in France because he played the whole World Cup with a knee injury that then let, like side him up for so for about two years. So um so yeah so he definitely sacrificed himself so, so he could bring the, the second star uh, and then yeah Pogba Griezmann everything that you mentioned is is exactly what the issue is because Giroud is the last man that and probably the only one that Deschamps sort of eventually denied because Deschamps is really known for when he has his core group of players, he's going to live and die by his ideas and he's going to play them until the very end. Uh, and so he's he's done that um, and, and, and he's replaced him and it didn't really work out, but we really don't see him dropping any other player. We don't really see him dropping Loris, who's the captain. Uh, we don't see him dropping Varane, although, as you said, there's Konate, um, Upamecano, which is maybe a bit less good. There's Kunde. There's some there's players knocking at the door. Jules Kunde, my God, I, I even forgot to mention him. One of the best La Liga defenders. Um, yeah, Jules Kunde, right? Yeah, like, who do you drop? Who do you keep? And, you know, the uncertainty of this, um, what you spoke about a little bit earlier, you know, the experience of Deschamps' man, it kind of brings me to sort of the man, one of two men of the hour 
is, um, and I'll, I jokingly say this, uh, the new sporting director of PSG, Kylian Mbappe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, when he came in last year, he was coming off, I believe, a transfer to PSG. Great season at Monaco. And, you know, they said if he can do some damage, great. And he turned out to light the whole the whole world on fire with his performances in the last World Cup. And he's gone from strength to strength. I, I read a stat the other day. I was very surprised to read it that Kylian Mbappe is now the second highest goal scorer in PSG history. He's overtaken Zlatan Ibrahimovic and he's just a few goals shy of Edinson Cavani. We tend to see Mbappe and hear of Mbappe when he's throwing fits and he's in a bad bit of form. But Mbappe has been performing at this 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 heightened level of existence for so long that any dip from it just seems like the the earth is, is, is falling. And, you know, we mentioned the talismans and how everybody in last year's World Cup was a talisman. Everybody, you know, came up in good in some way, whether it was Pogba, whether it was Conte, whether it was Umtiti, whether it was uh, Benjamin Pavard, uh, Lucas Hernandez, you know, everybody sort of riled together. This time, though, we're seeing Kylian Mbappe <laughs> in his prime. And it's such a dangerous thing to see him, you know, get started or a match is lit for him. But on the other side, when it's not working out for him, he just sort of switches off. Mm -hmm. Now, we can, you know, say that, oh, it's it's going to be the World Cup. He won't switch off in the World Cup. But, you know, does that doubt come into your mind that even though everybody's responsible for themselves, a lot sort of hinges on Mbappe? A little bit. And I think um, that's a transition that France didn't do well in, in 2018 when he explodes he's not the leader of the team he's the young kid who's coming up and the leaders are everybody else but then in the next three years and before the euro he became this superstar player who scores every single goal Paris Saint-Germain was only good if Mbappé was good and we've seen it even more last season um, and, and so he had to he had to adapt to his change of status but the rest of the team and the coaching staff of, of the French national team also had to adapt to this change of status and you know famously just before the euro he said that oh I don't know why I wouldn't take the free kicks myself and I don't know why I wouldn't take the penalty kicks, which then created a bit of issue between, you know, what's the hierarchy between Griezmann, Benzema and Mbappé in, in the team. So there, there was all that all that talk for Mbappé. And I think, um, you know, French fans, I mean, I guess maybe I speak only for myself, but I, I know a few fans who, <laughs> who think that as well. We would just love nothing more than for Mbappé to not try and be the leader and the guy who does everything to leave that role to the players who are more experimented. I mean, you guys, you got a guy like Benzema who... He's a, a talent. A leader in every sense of the word, even if he's wearing the armband or he's not. E exactly. He's such an amazing talent and he managed the feat to pick up Real Madrid as soon as Cristiano Ronaldo left and still keep it as a great team. And it's, no, no, it's not 100% him, but he's the real leader of a team that keeps winning Champions League, even if everybody says that the squad is aging, etc. And you can see that he's a leader in the way he plays. He doesn't have any of those, uh, you know, feet of use that Mbappe can have. And it's very fitting because he had another one um, just this weekend. Um, so so uh, we would like nothing more than to just see Mbappe mm. playing football, you know, relaxing a little bit about the whole... I want to be the best player in the world, which is great to have a player with that ambition and, and the stats can back it up. Mm. But, but you know, you, you're part of a team. Be be part of the team. And I'm sure that, you know, behind closed door is probably what it is. He's probably a great team player, but he tends to just let that communication, um, that negative communication get out a little bit. Um, but, but yes, that, that, that's something that really bothers us a little bit. And also, if you think about it again, you know, we you mentioned Nkunku, Diaby as well, uh, Benzema, Dembele. Have young players coming. Yeah, come on, Ben Yedder is still very, very good. I mean, you could even call back Giroud because he keeps scoring goals. We exactly. have talent 
everywhere and, and and number of them and i would argue you have more talent this year than you've ever had in any world cup look at like the the younger players you know if you look at our under 21 team it's it's the guiri the rutter the adli there's talents that generations they could they could they could reasonably qualify yeah. for a world cup on their own like i'm not even afraid to say it we used to make these lineups of you know the players who missed out on the mm-hmm. world cup last time and i was looking at it and saying yeah england couldn't beat this team i mean you you you're, you're looking at a situation where players like you know maybe dio pomecano william saliba or you know maybe the others don't even make the final roster these are players who would walk into any other team um you know and and it's and it, it it just makes you wonder that you know at some point these younger players might have to accept the fate that this might not be that time just yet because there is this there is this air and i wanted to get really get your opinion on it that um this will be deschamps last stand i don't think win or lose i don't see deschamps going much further with his team and i saw the cracks appearing in the last euro european championship where benzema was brought back as this prodigal son and you know him playing with mbappe would destroy everything and destroy everybody in their path but they came up short in the last euros and they lost to switzerland on penalties when in a game that they had no right to even let go that long and it really it really made me concerned that you know if the situation comes up like that again does this team fall flat because that's where the manager comes in and the manager will say no you know arrest the situation and that's where i'm really looking for this world cup for players like eduardo camavinga for even players like bubakar kamara if he can get the chance that you know these are the type of impact players these are the type of young guns who will come into this world cup saying i'm being given this golden opportunity i'm going to seize it so you know coming back to my question is that do you see this as being you know deschamps last stand do you think he continues to coach after this because um you know zinedine zidane is still unemployed and there's always that question that comes up is that is he waiting for deschamps to call it a day so f- from from all insiders french journalists people that are close to to what happened this summer the only reason why zidane is not the coach of paris saint germain right now it's because he's taking france after the world cup like it it's supposedly already written now unfortunately or or fortunately i guess because we french people like the drama um last week or just on friday deschamps gave an interview <laughs> where he said i can't tell you that it's my last world cup um and i actually am pretty sure it's not going to be my last world cup so he's he he loves deschamps to do that kind of communication to just let the journalists to give them some bread so they can talk about something else um but but at the end of the day at the end of this year the president of the federation is going to be reelected and the guy you put Deschamps in place his name is Legret most likely will be voted out because he's um he's almost 80 years old and the next guy you come in will will be the guy who's going to pick the um the coach and most of the candidates are basically um saying that their program is Zidane is going to be our coach. So so most likely it's Deschamps last even though he's trying to make sure that everybody knows it's not his last probably for psychological benefits or to make sure the the players still play for him and things like that. But I would think that it's his last one. You know, he's he's a great manager. We know that he's just a winner. He loves to win. Um Switzerland was I guess a bit of a fluke, you know, you're up 3-1 with with eight minutes left and then um 3-3 and you lose at the at the penalty and I'm sure he didn't digest that one well. Uh but it's also again 
again, it's for us, it's very encouraging for that World Cup because Deschamps he, he's a guy from this part of France, the Basque country, that is very proud, that is, you know, all about revenge. And, and, and so the story right now is written for us the right way. We, you know, we didn't do a good Euro um, last month or two months ago, sorry, for the Nations League. We were terrible. We lost two games out of four, drew the two of the one. Everyone thinks that, you know, all the old players are too old and Deschamps has lost his, his grip. Uh, but it, it's going to be about he's going to have to make some tough choices. Pogba is one of them. Kante is one of them. Varane is one of them. If he negotiates those choices the right way and if he picks up the right player, he's always been so amazing at doing this, as picking up the right players, creating the right group, finding the players on the bench that are not going to complain that they're on the bench. If he can make that happen, he'll win. One trophy that Deschamps never seemed to get. And the kind of players he was pulling performances out of. I remember Musa Sissoko being the most impressive midfielder in that final. Mm-hmm. He had no right to perform at that level he did. Uh, Adil Rami coming in at centre-back when there was like a slew of injuries and <laughs> France didn't have that centre-back depth that they do have right now. Uh, Mathieu Valbuena, mm-hmm. you know, really reaching new heights, uh, pun intended, of course. Um, and and even, even so far as, you know, the last World Cup where you had Lucas Hernandez starting at left-back, Benjamin Pavard standing at right-back and everybody's looking like, what is he doing? What is he doing? Pavard is coming from a team that just got relegated. Hernandez... <laughs> good player but how, how much has he played at left back and both of them both of them just overperformed all expectation so you know I I, I, I always give Deschamps mm-hmm. benefit of the doubt that he's still writing his last masterpiece and where in this World Cup you know I could I could see that happening I could see you know one of these newer centre backs you know really rising to um, the occasion I could see someone like Antoine Griezmann you know feeling the pressure on him like this is probably going to be his last World Cup he doesn't get one after this I don't think he'll have the ability to you know motor on even more and that always gets me thinking that you know I'm excited for this France team because I'm excited for who Deschamps brings up next. My money is on Eduardo Camavinga because I think, especially in this last um, Champions League winning season with Real Madrid, he was brought in as a last-minute addition. His signing was confirmed just at the end of the season. And he had a bit of a rocky start. But when he came on to the Real Madrid team, and this is a team that's won mm-hmm. four Champions Leagues in the last six years when he came in. He came in, he owned that midfield, he belonged in that midfield, and he took that midfield to a higher, uh, you know, a higher level. And he came in when he was substituted. In. He was substituted in, in, you know, some of the most demanding conditions. And he came in and said, okay. What do I have to do? And did his job. So, you know, that's what always excites me about Deschamps in this World Cup in particular is that I'm fine about not seeing Pogba, Kante, Varane, you know, maybe even Giroud as much as I love him because there are so many young and hungry players who Deschamps has, you know, shown patience with. And if you see these last selections, you know, you have the likes of Gwenduzi coming up, Saliba, Bubakar Kamara, who just, you know, went in an under-the-radar move to Aston Villa. You know, these, these are great players. And, uh, you know, that's mm-hmm. not even mentioning um, Real Madrid's newest uh, defensive midfield capture, Orlan Um It's it's exciting. Um, but there's always that question that, you know, these are the players, apart from Camavinga, none of them you know, are so adept at the high pressure situation. And of course, the, you know, the curse of 2002, this group seems easy. This group that France has got only contains Australia, Denmark and Tunisia. Tunisia, wild cards. Denmark could provide France a real challenge. And Australia, well, yeah. they, they're they not the Australia of old. Um, so, 
you know, it, it just makes me think that I hope France is putting on their A game and has learned from their mistakes of the past to really put their best foot forward. Deschamps wasn't managing in 2002, mm-hmm. but he is managing now. So um, a different story is yet to be written. Um, you know, coming coming to the World Cup itself, uh, and I want to get a bit of your personal take on this. Who do you think is going to be a bit more of a breakout star for France this World Cup? I, I think we're going to see, um, I think it's going to be Chouameni who's going to impress uh, on this one. Uh, I think that that injury from Pogba that potentially um, sides him for, for the whole workup or at least um, won't, won't have him at 100% will allow Chamini to, to really come into his own. Um, the other player that I think are going to impress, we kind of know them already. I think Theo Hernandez is going to be uh, a mainstay onto the left side. I, I expect such a great tournament from Benzema, of course. Uh, I'm a bit scared for Mbappé for, for the reason we mentioned before, but yeah, I'd say Chouamini, um is probably the one who's going to... Uh, to really show um, his arsenal. I mean, he's, he's right now seeing the, the really, really big levels playing with Real Madrid. And after his game um, this morning, last night, uh, Ancelotti said, what I see from Chouamini in training is so much better than what I just saw during this game. But that's because it's his first game with Real Madrid and I'm confident. So you're going to have him playing with, you know, the likes of uh, Modric and Cruz and, and then, of course, mm. behind Benzema. Um, so I, I really expect him to be um, our surprise for this World Cup. We we almost got lucky with um, N'Golo Kante and Pogba potentially not being at the top of their form because they are making the choice for Deschamps. Uh, but yeah, but it's crazy because all those oh, players like, are not there 30. Only Lloris <laughs> is 35 and Griezmann is 31. Everybody else, Varane, Pogba, at the 29. Um, so it's, uh, it's crazy that those guys have been so good for so long. Yeah, Benzema, true. Benzema, Benzema is his last World Cup as well, and, and Benzema definitely wants to win something for France. So, so hopefully he'll he'll get there. But uh, but yeah, I'd say my, my money would be on on Chouameni, um, unless exactly um, some some big surprise comes from like a I don't know a, a Gendouzi or a Saliba. But but I don't think that there'll be uh, mainstays. He would take a, a very special three months for Saliba in Arsenal right now to to be in the starting lineup with France World Cup. And you know I see it too. Um, I see their players hitting this almost unique level of form which they haven't hit before. Um, but given that, where do you see France ending up? Do you see them reaching the final, semi-final, winning it all, third place? Where do you see France ending up? So unpredictable, aren't they? Um, I, to, be, to be honest, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if they win everything um, be, because we had such a, a bad couple of years that it's a perfect setup for us to actually shine on the World Cup. Uh, so yeah, I'll... I'm saying objectively and, and with the talent that they have that they can go and just win the whole thing and, and get a third star um, and I think the the main like the main teams against them would be um, you know Germany because um, because in their in their flick you always have to be careful um, and, and maybe Argentina and Spain um, I don't think Brazil has a whole squad to be able to to go too far but uh, but we never know I guess but yeah but I, I would you know, if France doesn't reach the semi-final, it'll be disappointing for France, and then and then from there on, uh, you never know. But I think there's so much storytelling with that team right now um, that yeah, we we want them to win. 
country successfully held the FIFA World Cup. Will France be the first ones to do it? We'll see. Thank you all for listening. Um, it's been great having you here, Jeremy. Uh, do keep following uh, Breaking the Lines for all our great um, audio content, especially Jeremy's Casalelinius. We'll be getting to you more. We'll be giving you a few more country profiles before we really hit the game season uh, towards the World Cup. As always, please always engage with us on uh, Twitter at BTLVid. Um, it's been great having you. Hope to have you again. Thank you and have a great day or great night wherever you are. <laughs>